There are a lot of choices when it comes to choosing a CBD product, and there are a lot of reasons why someone might want to try them. Some products only contain CBD, and others contain a variety of other active ingredients as well. Profound Naturals Hemp Smoke products are the only products on the market that contain the active ingredients selectively captured from smoke. These have the natural ratio of rare and minor cannabinoids that have been used for thousands of years. People are using these products regularly and say that they work better than other products they've tried before. Try the tincture and the topicals at www.profoundnaturals.com. Every product can be shipped to all 50 states. We had an awesome discussion with Dr. Callie Seaman last week discussing cannabis and epilepsy, and of course, a ton of other topics as well. For this week's extra credit episode, we want to dive a little deeper into the science of CBD and epilepsy, although there are still many aspects of that that remain a mystery. Welcome to Smoke and Science, the podcast where the deeper we go, we realize the less we know. Hey there, welcome to Smoke and Science. This is our extra credit on epilepsy. And before we get started, we just want to do a quick disclaimer again that we are PhD pharmaceutical scientists and we're not medical professionals. So a PhD is a doctorate in philosophy. Both of us like to talk about the philosophy and the theory a lot of cannabis, and we are going to do a little bit of educating about epilepsy, something that we learned from Dr. Callie Seaman in our last episode, and we want to reiterate it, but we also want to let everyone know that we're not medical professionals. So as Callie stated in the podcast, this is super helpful information. If you ever see somebody having a seizure, uh, what you can do to help in the situation, uh, this is what she had mentioned, to make sure to support their head and don't put anything in their mouth. Uh, stay calm and say words to them that are calming. Don't freak out because oftentimes someone can still hear while they're experiencing a seizure. Uh, when they come out of the seizure, make sure to stay calm and relax. It's already very scary for them, so you don't want to scare them even more. If you can and if you remember, make sure to time the seizure. And if the seizure lasts for more than five minutes, definitely call an ambulance. Another thing that Callie does that I thought was a really smart idea and is worth sharing is that Callie calls her seizure George. She has named her epilepsy George. And so it's a one word, one syllable, really quick thing that can be used to convey with other people that like George is coming, like if George is here. Um, and I thought that that was really incredibly smart for a number of reasons um, in terms of like even just categorizing and thinking of the way that you view it. Like it's quite, it could be quite humorous in many ways, even though it's something that is not a humorous topic per se, but having a little humor around something really serious like that is always beneficial in my mindset. Uh, and also, it's a very quick and easy way to have the people around you who are around you a lot know really quickly uh, without having to say like a 30 second thing, especially if you start feeling out of it or you begin to feel out of uh, sorts. As I mentioned on the podcast, I have had seizures before too, and I did not have a word to describe this. And because of that, I was not able to warn my friends that I was about to have a seizure and pass out. Um, so this would definitely be super helpful to have just kind of lined up, even 
even if you think you're not going to need it, if you've ever had a seizure before, it might be a, a good call to just develop something like that. And it doesn't have to be a name. It could be anything. You could say like pineapple juice. I'm going to put you on the spot here and say <laughs> that you immediately have to pick a new word or one syllable. I choose shark attack. Okay. We have to make sure that that doesn't come up in regular conversation though. Just <laughs> Okay. Before we get into it, I just want to say that having a support system when faced with a chronic condition is so huge and really important. And we want to share any tips from the community. So if any of you have any additional suggestions for how to help someone, maybe not even with epilepsy specifically, but something that you have experience with, reach out and let us know. Um, so in this in this uh, extra credit, we're going to talk more about epilepsy and specifically CBD, but also cannabis and, and what is and isn't known about the mechanisms. And epilepsy is a really complex disorder. It is a seizure disorder, and it affects approximately 1% of the population. It can look different in different people. And I think one of the most important things to think about when we're talking about CBD and cannabis as a option, a therapeutic option for epilepsy is because while we do have things to treat it, that's not foolproof. Not everyone responds. And this is really important to talk about that not everyone responds well to the current anti-epileptic drugs that we currently have on the market. So these drugs really only work for about 50% of the population. And part of that is because there are so many different kinds of seizures. It's kind of like treating cancer. There's so many different kinds of cancer that we, we're not just looking for a cure for cancer. We're looking for a cure for a specific type of cancer. And something that we've talked about on the podcast episode was how um, cannabis can even be prevented in many ways for it. I agree with this for cancer as well. Uh, cannabis has anti-tumorigenic properties and that the preventative nature of it is a different effect than the acute effects that you feel when you take it, but that they're valuable and they haven't really yet been explored for a lot of things. And when it comes to um, epilepsy and seizure disorders, a lot of people who are resistant to the drugs that are out there on the market um, deserve to know that cannabis is a viable option and that it's not toxic and that it can and, and, and it is used by many people to manage their epilepsy and to improve their quality of life um, without in a minimally invasive way. Um, sometimes even in addition to pharmaceuticals that they that they use. Which is such a good point that cannabis is very well tolerated and there are minimal side effects, whereas these anti-epileptic drugs, there are side effects that interfere with people's quality of life. So it's really important to note, but also it's important to note that the cause of epilepsy is essentially dysregulation in the neuronal pathways in your brain. And one of the ways we describe the benefits of cannabis is maintaining homeostasis or maintaining balance in the brain. So just from an overview perspective, using cannabis can help balance out these neuronal pathways that might be unbalanced in certain conditions. And I think when we're talking about restoring that balance, the reason why CBD is super useful in this one case has to do with how promiscuous it is. CBD is a molecule that interacts with a lot of different targets. We're actually going to talk way more about specifically C CBD in a future episode. But when as it pertains to epilepsy, we actually don't know exactly what target CBD is hitting that makes it anti-epileptic because it does hit a number of things. So there are up to 65 and possibly even more targets in the body that CBD interacts with. And when most people think of the cannabinoids, we're thinking of the endocannabinoid system 
and the CB1 receptor and the CB2 receptor. And while there are links to anti-seizure potential in the CB1 receptor as well, um, actually a more recent publication came out looking at the lesser known endocannabinoid receptor, GPR55, um, which is a newer receptor that people don't often talk about that might be one of the reasons why CBD has anti-epileptic properties. And it's just you know worth pointing out that we are still discovering things in the body that we didn't know existed and we don't know what their function is and that these things could play a role in the mechanisms for chronic disorders that we don't understand fully. Even if a certain compound like THC or CBD is activating a component of the endocannabinoid system, the endocannabinoid system is then regulating the other systems in the body. So although it might be directly interacting with one system, that could have profound effects on the other systems in the brain as well, like regulating glutamate or GABA neurotransmission, which is part of the uh, pathophysiology of what seizures um, are caused by. And one of the things that the endocannabinoid system is responsible for, the, one of the main things is managing brain activity levels overall. And that your overall level of activity in your brain is largely controlled by the endocannabinoid system because it works in the opposite direction of all of the other systems and is able to tell them to calm down and be quiet. If you have ever heard of like a positive feedback loop where no matter what, something continues to increase unendingly, it'll just keep increasing and increasing and increasing in like a circular fashion. You know, that's sometimes how our brain can get caught into, we can get caught into feedback loops and this causes overstimulation or overactivity. There's too much of it. Um, and the endocannabinoid system is very, very good. It is literally positioned. That is what it does. So activating it with cannabis will then help to bring that back down. We talk about epidiolex in this episode, which is essentially pharmaceutical grade CBD. And you need quite a high dose of the CBD for, for using as an anti-seizure medication. But we've talked to medical professionals that have said, and I'm not going to mention names here because I don't know if they would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, but they say that, you know, CBD is effective, but adding THC to the mix too, even in low amounts or using these full spectrum extracts, definitely could be more beneficial than just using one single compound. I know both of us think that it's definitely more beneficial um, and we're kind of waiting for the science to come up to speed with what we think. Um, but it's because all these different compounds in cannabis have unique pharmacology. And even if they're working at low levels, they can have a synergistic effect by, at, by working together rather than just one single compound at a really high dose, which could have um, adverse effects like toxicity to the liver. And that's one of the main problems with anti-epileptic medication also. A lot of these medicines are really um, strong sedatives and people have to take them every single day. You have to take medicine. When you are taking something every single day, no matter what it is, it is stressful. It's, it's one of the reasons why alcohol is bad for the liver as well because we take it in in huge quantities and a lot of people who end up developing liver problems from alcohol, it's because you take it in in a huge quality a quantity and it's because you're using it every day. Um, so your body is having to process that all the time. And current anti-epileptic anti drugs can have liver toxicity on their own. Um, there is a paper out there that says that CBD causes liver toxicity. And I just want to point out that I don't know that I think that that paper's conclusion is like 
is I understand where they got that conclusion from because they saw that people who were taking both CBD and other anti-epileptic drugs did have problems um, or developed like signs of liver damage. And it's really important to know that, but it's also really important to know the doses. And they were on anti-epileptic medication that also caused liver toxicity combined with extremely high doses of pharmaceutical grade CBD. And those really high doses of CBD might not be necessary if you had everything else that the plant had to offer as well. Hello, friendly reminder here. We are not medical doctors and we are not recommending what you should or should not do with your personal health choices. And I know that there's research currently being done on this and I think Australia, I'm pretty sure it's Australia and New Zealand, sorry for all the down under people down. <laughs> it's one of those countries is doing really cool research on um, CBGA and CBDA and rare cannabinoids for very rare instances of epilepsy and finding that there are effects coming from these rare cannabinoids. And so if you follow that line of thought, you would have combinations of these together and they would work better together than separate, kind of like us. And I hope you learned something about CBD and epilepsy or cannabis and epilepsy during this episode. And if at the very least, I think we can all take something away from Callie's attitude towards all of this. You know, she's very thankful for for having epilepsy and it being part of her life because it has taught her so much about education and healing and perspective. And I think at the very least, that's something you can take away from listening to, to Callie talk. The idea that you don't always like the gifts that you're given, but that they are gifts regardless, like is something that is, I had never been able to put that into words about my own life, but when she said it, it like definitely mirrors how I felt about it. And I think that when we're talking about, you know, chronic pain, chronic illness, chronic symptoms for things that we don't have cures and or like, I don't even like the word cure at all. Um, because the word cure like implies that you, you're broken and that you need fixing. And that's not necessarily the way that I personally want to view it. Like I personally would prefer to view it as something that's um, a part of you, but ever changing. Yeah. And I think same thing about the word cure. It kind of means that you're it implies that you're at the end of a journey, like I'm cured, I'm done. Whereas it's always a continued process, continued learning, continued adapting to whatever situation you're in and changing whatever you need to, to maintain that steady state. Callie said something pretty amazing. And actually I'm wondering if you mirror this experience, we talked about how, um, you know, cannabis was preventative for the seizures and Callie went years and years and years without having them. And I actually didn't know until we recorded this episode a few months ago that you had ever had seizures ever. I didn't know that about you. Um, and I think it's, I'm just wondering what you think about that. I've thought about this a lot. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm very open about the fact that I am a daily cannabis user. And I do think that I don't know what would happen if I stopped using cannabis for a long time, but it's safe to say that I won't because my brain does feel better with cannabis. And I think a lot of that is preventative medicine in some way for whatever is dysregulated in my brain. Cannabis absolutely helps bring that regulation, whether it's seizures or other things. Um, and yeah, I think that's part of the reason I have not experienced a seizure in, in over 10 years. And I want to just reiterate the thing about thresholds and flare disorders, um, just in general, like any disorder that flares 
um, and has a certain threshold of stress in the brain that it crosses by, by some sort of trigger to then trigger the event. I really think cannabis, one of its main benefits is this ability to take us below our thresholds and so that we can live our life um, with not sort of towing the line between triggering an event or not. And that as a preventative, it's much more effective to be at a steady state. And as a preventative, it makes way more sense to be using it daily um, to find what works for you and that um, is manageable. And I think that there are pros and cons with everything, but that the net benefit there that people don't talk about with cannabis use every single day can come from this preventative stress. This Callie talks about sleep and how it can help with you know, all of your other triggers. So I think that wraps up this this office hour, this additional um, perspective on cannabis and epilepsy. And again, we really are thankful for Dr. Kelly Seaman for enhancing our perspective and educating us on the subject. We really enjoyed having her as a guest. All right, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Smoke and Science. We'll be back next week to talk about the science of smoke. In the meantime, if you have a favorite smoking method and or you just want to interact with another awesome group of people who listen to the podcast, you can interact with us on social media at Smoke and All or check out our new subreddit r slash Smoke and Science where I'm the main mod. Thanks everyone. See you next week.